everyone, welcome to the brand official Substack of Brandon Ritchie. I'm here today with a really special guest, uh, a colleague, friend in the martial arts community, very well known here in Georgia and all around. His name's Kelly Leo. He's the owner of Full Throttle Fitness. I want you guys to, uh, as you listen to this show today, um, you know, uh, I'm going to have Kelly's info here at the end so he could you can connect with him and learn more about, you know, you know where, where his business is and, and what, what he does. And you guys, please make sure you do that. Um, also, just make sure that you share this out to everyone. And uh, But, yeah, in the meantime, we're going to get started here, and I'm going to introduce Kelly and let him tell you a little bit about himself, his background, uh, you know, how, how he got involved in martial arts, and we'll just, we'll just pick it up from there. So how's it going, Kelly, man? How's it going? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Doing well, doing, doing well. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited for the conversation, man. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, what? Uh, so tell the audience a little bit about uh, what what if, what do you? Uh, how did you get involved in uh, you know martial arts? Like where did that whole journey start for you? Like what what happened? You know that kind of put you well, on the path. You know. Wow, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I tell you, I start. I, I discovered martial arts probably around second grade. Um, I went to a book fair at school, and I found this this interesting book with this. Uh, you could kind of flip through it and sort of see this guy doing different moves, you know. And I thought it was really interesting. Of course, Chuck Norris movies were were coming on pretty good. Oh yeah, watching Kung Fu Theater things like that because of my brother, and uh, it just it, it sparked an interest to me that uh, or a seed, I guess you could say. They sort of just stayed with me for the rest of my life. And um, my brother started taking martial arts. He'd come home and beat me up and show me <laughs> some things. And it just kind of just went from there. And then uh, I just kind of, once I got involved with, you know, taking formal classes and, uh, you know, just it just went from there. I started to turn into a professional fighter and got to do that for 15 years, travel the world. And now I'm teaching other fighters, uh, you know, my passion and just trying to lead them in the right direction through, uh, through martial arts. You know, I use the, I use the martial arts as my tool to make better men and women, you know, just, uh, overall, whether they become world champion is irrelevant. It's just how they come out in life. It's kind of how I use my, yeah. my abilities. Yeah, absolutely, man. That direction, that discipline. And you and I have a, a mutual friend and I know he better be listening. Jeff Perry better be listening to this show. So, uh, Jeff, yeah. Jeff influenced me with, uh, you know, Thai boxing. I trained, had the uh, yeah. privilege of training with Jeff for several years. And, uh, but, uh, it is, it's the discipline and that mindset, but the physical nature of it too. Uh, you know, like, like, uh, what discipline, uh, did you kind of, did you kind of start, start up in one discipline and transition to something else or what, what happened there? Did you start in a, in a particular I, area? I did. I started out and it was in Taekwondo. It was a uh, Chang Mukwan. Um, ended up getting a fourth degree in that, and in the in the process of that, I also started doing Shidokan probably around 1999, 98, something like that. Me and my buddy, I don't know if you know Richard Trammell. Oh yeah, um, yeah. we were watching ESPN, and we saw this. They call it a triathlon of martial arts, where you started out in uh, traditional knockdown karate like uh, Kyoshiken, um, bare knuckle karate. Then it trans. Then you do that for a couple of rounds, and you go to tie boxing for a couple of rounds, and then you transition into MMA. Wow. Meanwhile, during the whole time, you started 
you could do judo throws throughout the whole the whole match. Um, so he and I said, well, we're going to go do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we started training a little bit of judo with a guy named uh, Nakjun Kim. Um, he and I were both taekwondo stylists. We both had been kickboxing. Because uh, as soon as I got my, uh, my black belt, I started, I just went full tilt into kickboxing. Started, you know, competing in that quite often. And just, you know, it was just something that uh, I fell in love with and took, and it took off with it. So we just want to kind of go to the next level. Um, back then, that was kind of, that was kind of our MMA, uh, right. you know, uh, it, it really wasn't around at that that time. It really wasn't big enough to really. You know, they had NHB uh, that was just coming on the scene, yeah. which is now MMA. Um, but uh, but so that's kind of how we how we got started. Uh, but you know, now I'm a third degree with Shido Khan. Uh, I'm back training again with judo. Uh, I also have a second degree. It's called Kisaki Kai. It's uh, the guy that he's out of England originally, but he lives in France now. Um, we got a second dan in that, um, which is like a self-defense uh, oriented uh, an art. So I've just uh, just made a habit of just just adding to my arsenal, you know, since wow. I was that's, a little kid. Man, that's well-rounded. Yeah, Box a little bit. Yeah, yeah man, that I is well-rounded. Golden Gloves, some special boxing. Yeah, yeah, so. So now did you – so, you know, so like if you look today, I think um, – you know, I've been a strength conditioning specialist coach for years and, you know, had the had the privilege of working with a lot of fighters in terms of on the strength and performance side, you know, and, and then having that discipline of of uh, training some, you know, with Thai boxing. But, um, you know, I think uh, I've seen over the years, not so much in the martial arts community, but in other sports, the change in terms of the culture with a lot of you know, a lot of young, you know, kids, and I think the advent of technology, people just, they everybody wants to be their own, uh, I guess, their own superstar or movie star. So they they, they want to glorify themselves through so- social media. And a lot of them, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of soft, softened a lot of our society in a way because it, it kind of, uh, it kind of blurs the whole, the whole pursuit of discipline. And having, the, and having the mindset, you know, could you kind of elaborate yeah. on the mindset in terms of uh, what, you know, things you do to kind of encourage your students and to try to remind them about the importance of consistency and discipline? Can you kind of shed some light on yeah. that? Uh, the first thing I do is I, I require most of my fighters to have a job. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because they don't need to be, they don't, because I, I make them, have a job and work, you know, because I want them to be able to have that daily grind and be able to get up and, and, and function every day because not everybody's going to be a marquee fighter. Not everybody's going to be, you know, that, that glorified, especially when you're first starting out, you know, they think they're going to go train three months and go straight into UFC and they don't understand the grind and the steps it takes to get to that level. And, you uh, know, they kind of, they're sort of misled again, like you said, by social media, you see these people, you know, living large lives and stuff. They've got sponsorships and things like that. Mm-hmm. And what they don't see is is the path that it took to get there. And I try to explain that to the guys coming up. And and uh, I expect them to be at practice every day. You know, they can miss a, a few classes or a few training sessions. And uh, if they miss more than that, then I'll cancel the fight. You know, so they yeah. know that I'm serious. You know, uh, and sometimes I've had to do it. It's not a, it's not a fun thing to do. But uh, it is something I have to do. 
but I, I know they, I have certain things I expect out of them because it's, you know, I got to highest, the highest levels of kickboxing mm-hmm. doing the things that I'm asking them to do, you know, and it's basically, it's just being able to have the discipline to come in when, even when you don't want to do it, just do it anyway. You know, you may right. have a great day or you may have a bad day. Uh, but as long as you come in and do the work, it's still, you have a good day. You have a day by, because you came in and did something. So, uh, I, I expect them to run, lift weights, a lot of that do on their own. I don't, I shouldn't have to stand over them to, to sure. do that kind of stuff that they, they really want it. They go and do those kind of things on their own. Um, you know, I help guide them and coach them. Then, you know, we will get together and I'll teach strategy techniques, counters and so on, you know, uh, the, the technical side of it. Then we let them spar and then I sort of just build them up. And then, uh, we start at small level events and, and if they do well there, we'll move to the next level, then the next level. And finally, they get to where they're fighting in their bigger shows, you know, NFC, mm-hmm. uh, and just other bigger, bigger stuff like that. I've had a few go pro, my wife included. She was a pro Muay Thai, uh, world champion and pro boxing champion. So we got to travel the world, uh, with her and her talents as well. And, and uh, so between she and I, we got to go all over the world doing, doing what we love, you know, so, um, but it all cut all stems to having the discipline to get up and do the things that you need to do. Not necessarily what you want to do, but what you need to do. Sure. Sure. And I, and I've seen, I've seen your wife, man. And I, I know that, uh, she keeps you on the straight and narrow. Uh, there's no question because I've seen yeah. her. She's <laughs> absolutely. It's just, she, she hits hard. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, she, she gets up every morning. She comes and works out. She's in great shape, man. She's in better shape than I am. You know, it's just, it's uh, it's crazy, but uh, but uh, yeah, she's uh, when she gets her mindset to to be in shape, she's gonna get shredded. Oh yeah. Sure. So let me ask you, so so a lot of a lot of the media, if you watch a lot of the media today, they they want to even I see these even big companies, uh, you know, come out and 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 they talk about this phenomenon of of uh, toxic masculinity. Do you do you view your is Kelly Leo a toxic masculine guy? Is that is that is that something that you're guilty of, according to the people that that want to push that narrative out there? If yeah, I mean, if they want to push the narrative, then, then yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you know, I mean, we need we need men. We absolutely. Need men, you know, we need women. <clears throat> we need you know, we don't need. Uh, we need men that can can you know, we need good men who can do things that need to be done. Let's put it that way. Yes, you know, as, well, uh, if as well. If, if everybody is soft, then you know we're, we're going to get run over, pretty much, and just we're going to lose society as we know it. And all the 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 Instagram and Facebook and and all the social media stuff is going to go by the wayside because it's going to be controlled by by, by big government. You know. Yeah. Um, and we've got to have the, the men that'll stand there and fight for exactly for the, the freedoms of. America, you know. Exactly. I talked about this. I talked guilty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I am too. But I think, I think, uh, I think they've they've got the uh, that term is a it's a I call it wordsmithing. They like to use wordsmithing for certain things to to communicate a a a thing that doesn't exist, you know. And and so like to me, if it's a. the toxicity in men are, are those men that lack masculinity. And that's the, that's the toxic. I, I agree. That's the toxic nature. I think it was Jordan Peterson 
uh, the clinical psychologist, he said, uh, I, I read where he said, um, you know, if you think a strong man can do a lot of damage, wait until you see what a weak man can do, you know? Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. And, that and whole, if nobody wants to stand up, then, you know, it, how do you handle bullies? Right. Stand up to them. Yeah. If, if you don't, you continue getting bullied. You know, and, and, and that's kind of what's going on. They're, they're trying to, like you said, wordsmith everything to everybody's afraid to speak out and say something, you know, just because they don't want to get bashed or, or canceled or whatever else you want to call it. But uh, uh, it needs to be said sometimes, you know, you have to stand up and to stand your ground and believe in your beliefs. And and uh, and and if they don't like you, they're probably not going to be with you anyway. Amen to that. Yeah, amen to that, brother. I tell you, that's the thing. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are scared to actually stand in the breach, you know, and and and, and not back down from what they believe in. And and, right. and some right. people kind of fold on that, and it's just amazing to me. You know, COVID really opened my eyes to that, you know, the whole pandemic. Yeah. You know, I saw that, and that really exposed yep. – as bad as that two, you know, the last two years have been, I think one of the things that's really exposed to me is who the real people are, who the real, you know, people that really believe in what they say. They, that it's yeah. shown me who those people are, and uh, quite yep. frankly, that's why I have you on this on this podcast, Kelly, because I I saw that in you, and and from the very you never wavered, not one bit, and and several nope. of our several nope. of our other friends. I, I love- I lost friends because of it. You know, it's, it was crazy because, you know, you try to, you know, you try to put your, your belief out there and just, and they, they just didn't want to hear it, you know? So I was like, well, you know, I guess we agree to disagree and we're going about our way, you know, but, uh, you know, stood my ground and here, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I, ju- I, I laugh often, you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the series, uh, the Netflix series, Cobra Kai, you know, you know, you know, I'm talking about the Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. remember Johnny, you know, the you know, he's he's kind of that Gen Xer kind of rough around the edges, yeah. you know, no BS. Right. I think he's indicative. Right, right. He's indicative of everyone that, that I know of all of our mutual friends and our circles. He That kind of encapsulates our generation, doesn't it? That Gen X generation. Yeah, it, 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 absolutely. You know, it's funny because a lot of the students were watching that at, at, at the gym and they're like, you're just like Johnny. I was like, well, I grew up here that time, so you know, I, I started funny. I just, you know, I said, I, I watched that show and I would laugh, you know, and because I could see a lot of the way I act and do in in, in his character, which was it was, you know funny to me so yeah i think it i see it because you know i know exactly i know you know what i'm talking about when we're all we all get together you're going to hear some crazy stuff and and people say but hey that's what i love about that's to me that's what we need to get back to and quite frankly that's why i'm branching out to a lot of my my martial arts community my you know my friends here because this is the environment where we can be who we want to be you know and that's free that's freedom you know yeah, it is freedom, you know, and, and I, you know, I love this country. I love the freedom we have to be able to, to be who we are, you know, and, and help others be who they want to be. Uh, and, and if I go about it, and I, a lot of times I get my, my point across by saying something stupid or doing something stupid, but it sticks in her mind, you know, and uh, that's kind of just the way I teach. You know, I'll say something, do something you know, kind of off the wall, but they won't forget it, you know, because sure. they, they, it always comes back to them. 
by doing that. So oh yeah, it's push them, push them. Yeah, it's always about you know influencing cult- culture. You know, I think before we got on the call here, I was uh, telling you about my where I heard the great quote from uh, Andrew Breitbart. You know, he said he said politics is downstream from culture. You know. And to me, that really strikes at the heart of a lot of things. I mean, and that's good or bad, you know, whatever the yeah. whatever the culture is, the political outcome will manifest. And I think we're seeing right. that's what we're seeing now. But the good news, I think, like, you know, with what we do as coaches, what we do as instructors, uh, disciplinarians, we, we're, we're trying to teach people the mindset. And I think for without question, uh, you are you are moving the needle on 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 shifting that culture back to its appropriate spot, you know, and yeah, yeah. And, and that's the key, you know, then that's the key. Absolutely, and it's not an easy task. Sometimes, man, I'll come home and I've been to to Trish, you know, and she you know she just she she kind of she calms me down sometimes because I just get frustrated at some of the stuff I have to deal with, but it's because I care and I want you know I want the guys to. And, and and fighters to have the best that they could possibly have. So I get I get frustrated and and it, they get influenced by outside stuff and they see other people doing stuff and I just tell them straight up, man. You know, this this is why I'm here to, to guide you in the right direction. You know, and just hopefully though though it'll kick in and they can carry those lessons, the life lessons they get from fighting or any martial art that they do with me um, into every aspect of their life and 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 become better people this is ultimately what what uh we're trying to do you know? absolutely i mean just ch- teaching people how to you know to find the the discipline and to act and to and to pursue exactly. something you know i think that's yep. the thing is people have lost the uh the ability to pursue something um absolutely it, with discipline and and with fortitude you know and yep yep I think that's yep. that's a cultural issue, and uh, yeah, that's why this feeds in, and that whole I don't buy into that whole that whole toxic masculinity crap. That stuff, nah. they can nah. have it, you know. Nah. Yeah, no, because at the end of the day, if you want something, you have to go get it. You know, they're not going to hand it to you. You know, I I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I, I might as well. You know, the whole the whole uh, participation trophy has <laughs> yeah. caused a lot of this. It's yeah. caused a lot of this because everybody thinks you're supposed to be a winner. Everybody can be a winner, but you need to work for it. That's yeah. what makes it special, you know. And and if you think you're just supposed to be given the the, the golden trophy, then uh, then where's the you know? It, it penalizes the ones who have put the work in, you know. So I I you know my, my even my young students, I don't just give belts out. They have to earn them. They miss so many classes. They miss. Until the next time I test, they they have to keep training. You know, ultimately, what they don't see is they're getting better regardless. You know, if they get a stripe or a new belt or whatever, they just, you know they're still getting better because they're coming to class. You know, mm-hmm. um, and when they compete, when I do tournaments, I only give to third place. You know, and I tell them, I said y'all want one of these? I said yeah. How do I get it? I said you got to work harder. You know, I mm-hmm. just tell them you got to work harder. You got to get focused when you get here. When you're here training, we can have fun, but we got to be focused. And the ones that, that get that message always get better, always. You know, and I always tell them to shoot shoot for as far as you can go. You know, even if you don't make it to that original goal, you're going to be better regardless of what, what, what the outcome is because you put something, you put your heart and soul into something. 
Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I'm going to yeah. tell you, man, I mean, I've been an athlete my life. You know, I played baseball and football at early age. And then later in life, when I was in my 20s, I got introduced to tie boxing. And I want to tell you, man, that that right there, just just being a practitioner, just training in that art, it, it, made, yeah. me, it made me a better strength coach. Like, no question, it made me better – and an understanding of the body and just and just feeling and understanding a different modality and the different, you know, that mindset, it just it just made everything better, you know. Yep, it gives you the mental strength to push through things, you know, and no matter, you know, if you're strength training or, or cardio or whatever, you have that mental strength. You know, I worked with some young athletes uh, in high school and some of a few Olympic athletes as well, and, you know, we, I talk about mental strength, you know. And I would, my, my, my biggest saying always you know, yell out, and I don't even, I forgot where I even heard it, but, um, you know, your, the mind will give out before the body does, you know. And I, yeah. So when they're wanting to stop, I was like, quit listening to your mind. Just keep going. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Quit listening. Just, just keep going, you know. And then, so, so I, you know, I had a, a young lady on a treadmill running. She's a, you know, she's a track athlete, and I was making her go do some interval running and on an incline, and she's young, so she's never really been pushed to that level yet, so she's kind of just trying to figure this stuff out. So I blocked the the times that she couldn't see what time, how much time she had left on this particular interval. And I was like, you're almost there. You're almost there. You're almost there. She ended up doing about 15 or 20 seconds longer at a faster pace than she ever had because right. she couldn't see the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I told her, right, you're there. Then I showed her how much further she did because she wasn't watching the time. You know, and it just, it, it, it kind of just planting seeds that I can do more than I think, you know. Right. She so wasn't focused. She wasn't focused on the on the on the work. She was just got focused on the task, not worried right. about the end. Yeah. How long is it going to last? Yeah. yeah. How long is it going? Who, who cares? Just just do it until it's until it's done. You know. And uh, so you know, just little little small lessons like that just makes them better in the long run. In you know, in my opinion. So absolutely. You know, I, I had I heard a, a cool little story. It was a, a movie I was watching. It's a pretty good movie called The Outfit. If you've ever seen it, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a newer movie, but I was actually watching it last night, and it's about this uh, this British tailor, you know, and he's he's in Chicago in the 50s, and he's the tailor to these uh, these gangsters, right? Hmm. So he's telling a story about this uh, this gangster coming into his, his shop with a coat. He, he, he bought a coat, and the sleeves were too short. You know, and the tailor has him try on the coat. The guy puts on the coat, and then the sleeves are short. He goes, "I love this 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 coat, but uh, uh you know, I need to I need to I need to lengthen length. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry, the sleeves were too long. That's my bad. The sleeves were too long. He says, "I need to take the sleeves up." And and the tailor said, "No, you need to take some out of the shoulders." He says, "It's at the shoulders." And the guy says, uh, no, I, I want the sleeves. I like the shoulders. The shoulders feel good. They look good. I need you to take the sleeves up. And he goes, okay, sir, I'll, I'll work on it. And then the tailor takes the jacket, and he goes in the back, and he takes it out of the shoulders. And he brings it back to the guy, and he puts on the jacket, and he goes, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, kind yeah. of funny, you know. So the mentor knew best, yeah. you know. Yeah, and yeah. and I think yeah, he, that he's been there. He, it's not his first rodeo, right? Say, you know. And I think that kind of <laughs> communicates exactly what you're talking about, you know, with the you know trying to to get people to understand that mindset and 
and and mentor them in the right direction and and not make not allowing them to focus on the wrong thing you know redirecting their focus right. on the right thing you know yep 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 yeah yeah and don't and don't be afraid to fail you know uh that's what that's why i call it practice you know you come to practice you know uh, and people are so afraid of looking bad during practice that they won't try new things and i keep telling them i say look who cares if you know if you get if you have a bad day today you're still better than than not coming at all you know so come in and try something you know and and, and keep doing it till you figure it out you know and, and then one day you, you will have an extra tool or an extra uh, weapon in your arsenal or whatever we're working on that particular day you know i said just said, don't worry about who's watching you and if you get hit or beat up while you're trying to learn how to do it the fact of the matter you're in there trying to do it you're getting better and it's going to come out when when the time is right you know and uh it's just developing that muscle memory and the, the mindset that just keep pushing no matter how hard things get absolutely so. absolutely brother i mean and i'm telling you so i know we're we're getting close to the end of the time here uh okay but uh i, I know you've got a schedule and some things ahead of you but uh yes sir i just wanted to uh we'll we'll, we'll get ready and close out but uh, real quick before we jump off uh can you kind of just just uh, tell tell the audience you know where they can connect with you your you know your social media website all that stuff and i'll, I'll of course for those of you listening when uh uh, when I get this up or when you're listening to this when it's live, you'll be able to view all of that information, Kelly's contact info down below the podcast. Once you just scroll down below it, uh, I'll have all of it there as well. But, Kelly, why don't you go ahead and just uh, tell the audience that, where they can find you. I have several different pages on uh, Facebook. Uh, one, obviously, is Kelly Leo. The other one is Full Throttle Fitness. Um, I have also uh, Shidukan, North Georgia, which is the karate style that we teach. Um, and then on Instagram, I have um, this Full Throttle Fitness as well. Uh, so you can find me on any of those any of those sites there. Um, just you know, message me or come by and see me. Uh, my gym is at 843 Main Street in Gainesville, Georgia. You know, if you want to come try us out, uh, our schedule is. Uh, my website is www.fullthrottlemma.com. Um, our schedules on there my different classes that we offer uh, are on there as well um, and of course my number is 678-896-7846 uh, if you guys want to call and All right. you know, inquire about what we do so awesome that's, man that's the yeah that's, you can get in touch with me some way <laughs> yeah 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 you're out there and I, I, i'll yeah. tell you man i'll have to come by i know i have i need to come by that gym and and come pay you a visit man i need to yeah man absolutely absolutely the schedule's been so 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 rowdy lately but uh, i need to get over there and come in and pay you a visit for sure for yeah sure. man anytime. anytime and uh and are you are you doing anything you got any uh any events coming up uh here in the near future or any anybody competing or anything you want to throw out there to the audience uh, yeah, well, uh, me personally, I, I'm going to uh, Fort Lauderdale uh, at the end of the month. Uh, it's a U.S. Open, it's a judo competition. I, you know, I retired many years ago fighting, but I was needing something to kind of give me that that little edge again to, to push for. So I got into judo, and it's nothing better than getting beat up by Mother Earth, you know. So oh, I, yeah. uh, I'm I'm doing that and uh, competing in you know my age group and, and uh, 50 plus 50 to 54 age group and. Uh, I got to do anything from novice, which is anything under brown belt. And I even get out there with the veterans, which are mostly black belts 
yeah. that have been doing it forever and just, you know, I'm having a good time with it. But it get, keeps me motivated to, to stay in shape and, and just to, you know, again, work for something, you know. Uh, I've got two of my other fighters, Demarcus uh, and Jace Lent, uh, are both fighting August 20th in Atlanta for NFC. Um, Jace is doing his, uh, making his debut into MMA. He was doing kickboxing, Muay Thai. Um, Demarcus is doing uh, Muay Thai. And then I'm holding, hosting an event on September 3rd. Uh, we call it, we're doing, we've been doing knockdown challenges, which is like the old school Japanese full contact uh, fighting. Mm-hmm. We're doing that at my gym. And then the 23rd, uh, Cameron Burton would be fighting for the 135 Muay Thai uh, NFC title. Um, so that's we've got a lot going on. Man, that's awesome. And Kelly, what? Yeah. Uh, also, too, Diane, you correct me if I'm wrong. Are you you do uh, you do uh, firearms training too? Is that correct? Do you do that? Yes, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. We, tell we, tell we, the audience about that too. Tell them. We, you know, we do anything from basic pistol to uh, um, to um, sport any kind of like uh, tactical sport uh, shooting um, competitions. You know, IDPAs. I compete with that quite usually on a monthly basis. Um, it's International Defensive Pistol Association, and uh, it's just a, it's a different scenarios uh, from each each stage, and uh, it could be anything. You're they'll have a big briefing. You know, you're sitting at a you're working a at a convenience store and you know robbers come in and start attacking and you have these different scenarios you have to kind of go through these courses and shoot and you get timed and from accuracy and speed and whatnot but uh but we teach basically a lot of basic pistol and then just uh and then we just kind of build you up from there like level one level two level three we did level three uh those are are probably once a year because mm-hmm. we what we do there is we tie in a little bit of hand-to-hand combat with with uh, pistol shooting, not at the same time. We'll, we'll do obviously the, the you know the rubber guns and stuff right. like that when we're doing the tactical stuff. But then we take that and we get your heart rate up when we get out on the on the uh, uh, the range after you know where you're safe and you've had to, you have had the training. We we'll take you out there and put you through those kind of scenarios with your heart rate elevated, things like that. Because as you, as you know, uh, you get into a stressful situation, our heart rate is going to rise really quick. Absolutely, so it's, it's a real life, to, real yeah. life. Uh, it's a real life simulation as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, it's probably as close as we can get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, damn, man, that's uh, that's fantastic. So, so guys, gals, if you hear that, uh, reach out to Kelly, and uh, you guys, when you when you hear this show, uh, please make sure that you share it, share it out to all your followers, your family, your friends. Uh, even your enemies, you know, let them see it too. You know, that I think, you know, we don't discriminate. We'll talk to anyone here. So, uh, yeah. but Kelly, I just want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to, I'm going to close this out and then just stay on the line. I'm going to finish up with you with just a couple things. And, uh, but I appreciate you coming on today and, uh, being able to share all of this with us. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me. absolutely appreciate it that's kelly leo everyone so make sure you connect with him pay him a visit let him know what you think and just make sure that you stay strong stay active and stay focused peace